Welcome to Kardashian, the podcast about all things Kardashian. I'm Jessica Jardin. And I'm Marcy Jaro. Hi, Jess. Hi, my friend. We just got to have, not to brag, we just kind of had a nice leisurely catch-up before we started recording. And it was oh, just yeah. nice chatting because on a Sunday with my friend. When we record at night, like we, we do catch up, but not like... We don't feel as free to because it's, yeah, it's, it's the wrap, it's scaries. wrapping up. It's Sunday scaries, but here we are, just enjoying a beautiful sunny Sunday. Not a care in the world. Well, that's not true, but just to relax. <laughs> just and a we're nice relaxing time recording early because it's your happy dating anniversary with your Thank Lego you. man. Thank you, my Lego man. Yes, twelve years since our first date, oh. which is like. It, it kind of short circuits my brain. Uh, it's it's a lot of time. Um, no, we were reminiscing this morning that we went on a date to the ArcLight um, to see the movie Adventureland. Oh. Um, and which was really cute because I later interviewed, I'm blanking on his name, but I for a magazine, I interviewed that director um, for he had another movie. And I told him, I was like, hey, just so you know, I, uh, my I don't know if we were married at the time, but I was like, I went on my first date with my husband to your movie, uh, which was neat to tell him. But then we went to Ye Rustic, the bar uh, uh, that sits very close to both of us. I feel like it's a, a place for when things are going well on a first date, people go there. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what happened. Like we got out of the movie and we were like, um, I don't know. What do you want to do? And I was like, uh, I pitched Rustic. Of course. And then we went there and sat in one of their famous booths. And then he held my hand when we were leaving on the way out to the car. Oh. And I thought I was going to explode. Oh. I like, oh. he like reached and grabbed my hand and I like almost passed out. I was oh like, oh my God, those what? feelings. It was a lot. It was exciting. So Maybe I'll have a feeling like that one day. You absolutely <laughs> will. You absolutely will. Um, um, did you kiss on the first date? We did. We did kissed you have the, sex? We did not. Okay. We did not. No um, judgment if you did. No, I would come clean, but we didn't know. He dropped me off. We kissed in the car, but I felt like I was very nervous. But yes. So what was very cute was that he had before he had asked me to go see a movie he had asked me like kind of vaguely if i wanted to come to his friend paul rust's birthday um which was on sunday uh at the long gone now griffin uh. and then he asked me to a movie after that and i was like well there's no way he's going to still want me to come on Sunday. That's like two dates in one weekend. That would be so weird. And no, then he, he liked you. And then so he checked in and he was like, do you still? So we went on a date on Friday and then it was really nice. And then checked in and was like, do you still want to go on Sunday to my friend Paul's birthday? And I was like, are you kidding? Absolutely. Also, like he must have been very excited about you and had told all of his friends about you because he was bringing you to yes. a friend's birth, a cool friend because Paul Russ was like, Oh my God. It was like, and he had just, he was like a movie star at the time. Cause he had done Beth Cooper. So, and like Neil and Paul, everyone, they were all like celebrities to me. It was crazy. And like, I remember it was so exciting. And I met like met, I had met the birthday boys because Joanna was dating, um, Mike, but not, but just in passing. Ugh. So that was where I like, I, it's very weird. I like remember them all coming up and greeting me like Mitch and stuff and me being like, hi, I'm Tim's date. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Very cute. So it was a double date weekend. Um, I love and that. a happy birthday, Paul, because it must be this weekend too. 
Um, oh. Anyways, but yes, we're we're doing some celebrating later, and so uh, we're I get the nice afternoon with Marcy. Oh. It's also like so nice to know in those dating relationships, especially for us single ladies out there or people who haven't been in a lot of like long term relationships to be like to to know that you were like, oh, what is because you liked him a lot before you had a crush, right? Oh, I thought he was. I mean, still is. I just I couldn't believe how cute he was. I couldn't believe how handsome and that like he would like me was like I couldn't get my head around it. Yeah, but to like have that feeling of like it's like not a control thing, but to be like I don't know what's gonna happen next, and then now to be in the relationship and be like, oh yeah, I'll tell him to do whatever I want him to do, and he'll do it. <laughs> I'll whip this guy all around. <laughs> it is very crazy. That's I think like it's such a strange thing, and yeah, you like don't know anything about them. You don't you know the vaguest bare bones information about where they came from, and and you're out on a date. It's so also I was historically not a person who like really dated, and I I never was asked out on dates. Like Tim was really like kind of the first guy ever, first person oh. to just be like, can I take you out on a date? Like everything else was like, you know, the guy I worked with at the record store, or you know. it was just never very straightforward. Like, hi, I'd like to really, I'd like to date you, please. Um, So, you know, one and and done. (laughs) Guys, you know, Tim is a hunky hunk now, but back then, like for, I can't explain it for anyone who's not in the comedy scene. When there's like a cute comedy boy, it's like a big deal, you know? Because they're all like sort of cute and they're like, but he's like, an actual handsome man is doing comedy <laughs> and you're like, so he's not going to like take up out revenge on me because he was nerdy in high school. Like that's, that's rare. It's very sweet. Yeah. It was very, I did feel like, um, especially cause they had their monthly show and I felt like I was like, uh, and it was a big, it was a hot ticket and it sold out every, every week. And I truly felt like I was like dating the quarterback. Like I was like, I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> all those guys do. The birthday boy guys are all very nice. They're good boys. They're, they're all very nice men. Um, even that stupid Mitch, that lazy <laughs> bones, Mitch. Mitch, Mike Mitchell. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways. So yes. Uh, thank you for accommodating me, but we, we got a lot to get into. Right? I know we got a lot. This was a I lot. Just- like news. to hear about love while like- someone's while some people are ending their relationships their love stories look yours is almost twice as long as kim and kanye's fyi yeah eat shit kim and kanye ah! um eat no it's there's, shit. there's a lot of new beginnings coming i was truly telling tim i was like it's crazy that like this is gonna be the wildest horniest summer in human history this will be like 1969 summer of love like oh yeah people Oof. i was like if i was this is to gonna the- be like the baby boom yeah it's I was gonna like, be like if- post-world war it's gonna be like 1944 people i was like there's gonna be like a run on loop well, because I was talking about our friend Nicole Byer and her I, I, now iconic tweet that she's fully vaccinated and has a dick date. Uh-huh, and how, uh-huh. like, Nicole announcing she's going to have sex is to me like the ticker tape parade <laughs> of, like, the end of the war. Yeah. And I was like, truly, if I worked at, like, Trojan condoms, I would, like, be buying a second house in the fall. Like, there will be, like, a run on condoms. <laughs> like, Honestly. if I work at the condom like factory uh, people are going to be like we're all in in the money yeah, we're <laughs> the in trickle the money down, the trickle down of <laughs> Ugh, what of- i don't want to hear about trickle down in condoms okay 
We no. It's a trickle down economy, literally. A dickle down. A dickle oh. down. Um, it's gonna be horny out there, folks. So buckle up. Buckle speaking up, of, get it waxed. Um, speaking of the horniest two people that have <sighs> entered the scene, my horn dogs have entered the chat. It's so interesting. This. Courtney and Travis fireball, this flame, this fireball is exactly it. Because, you know, no offense to anyone who does this, but when people on social media post about their significant other, like on on the reg, I'm always like, uh oh, what's up here? I get very anxious, historically anxious when I see it in real life among friends and celebrities as someone who I am just not a big like couples poster uh and as anyone who follows me knows and so I find it very other and it's yes when people do and it worries me a lot when people are like this person and this man in my life Mm -hmm. and I like they it's like a long ass post you're like come on now like Olivia Wilde and uh and Harry Styles you're like what is up what is Yes, it, it's the worst part of me. I just get very suspicious. I'm like, why? Why though? Why? They're next say, to you. You can turn and sell that to them. But yes. Then, uh, but then also on the receiving end, it feels nice when your person posts about you. You know, Look, like I, I get think it. on an anniversary or a birthday or an engagement, like all that stuff feels like absolutely. This is when you express it. Yeah. But when it's like constantly i'm like yeah right you're you got in a fight and you're trying to like make up about yes, it right that now feels like something's afoot but so first things took a turn we know these two are are into each other so but oh. the, in the in the horny direction first we get this picture of courtney laying on a bed blurry on her stomach she's got a braid this sexy crazy long braid very and like Fifty Shades of Grey. You yes, know? yes. It looks like a big old whip, and she—it's a shot of her, just of her back and her beautiful butt. That classic Courtney ass in this very tight dress, and her caption says, "Watching movies, but we ain't seen a thing tonight." Uh huh. Which he comments back with the purple devil emoji, so we know. Okay, you're telling us that you guys are enjoying each other sexually. Yes. And his hand is like blurry over, like he's about to grab her pony, her brain. Oh, I missed that. I see the hand. Okay, yes. yes. That's like he's he's reaching down. And okay. The which I forget, I need to look at the picture. The the next one, Jess. Tell me about it. Well, the next one. So then basically back to back, uh, first of all, a photo emerges of a tattoo on his first as a paparazzi photo. And then he posts to his uh, Instagram a picture of the I can barely speak the name Courtney tattooed over his heart and her hand clearly with this absolutely gorgeous cherry heart manicure and he has tattooed her name across his actual chest and it's clearly her little hand like resting below it i this is all in very quick succession so Uh now we've learned 
that he got her name tattooed. Granted, the man has many tattoos, but that suddenly has taken things up just an enormous level. But lest I you mean, think it things is- have just become purely... Well, I was going to say, it, the tattoo is right next to a Cadillac emblem, which is a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> and so we think we're going, okay, but is this just now soulmate, you know, we're in pure romance? No, Travis Parker would not have us believe that he is a schmaltz guy. And what does he post? This one nearly... I couldn't, I could barely breathe. He posted a photo, seemingly innocu- innocuous. He's like playing drums, what looks like in like an open tour bus. Yes. The top of like a tour bus. He's throwing his drumsticks in the air. No Courtney like, in sight. Like a hop on, hop off tour bus, not like a band yes. tour bus. Yes. And he has tagged, he's throwing his drumstick in the air. He has tagged C- Courtney Kardashian. And the caption says, <sighs> whew. All day, I dream about sex with you. Marcy. I I mean. mean. I mean, do not mince words. There is, do not, there is not a a word minced. (laughs) These are shots fired. My God. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is the hottest and heaviest public romance. Yes. Like, in our lives. I mean, I'm trying to think of other ones that are like, it is. It's like de- Pamela and Tommy. Like this yes. to me is like Pamela and Tommy or like fucking those two maniacs, Angelina and Billy Bob. Yeah. Like this is like, cannot, we are in like vials of blood, historic legendary status of like yes. horny for each other celebrity couples. I think that's why we have the feeling of, Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, those too, aren't two great examples to be looking at. <laughs> too hot to handle, too cold to hold. You know what I'm Woo. saying? What happens Woo. next? But and I said it to you and Trish. I was like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm hedging a bit because mm-hmm. while I think it is like, uh oh, what's coming around the corner? Also, like they've known each other for so long. They are when Harry met Sally. There is more to this relationship than these two people who just like slammed into each other in Hollywood. This is like years of friendship and clearly on someone's side, you know, interest in this woman. So if anything, that's what makes me feel like that is maybe the fireball, right? Like they finally can be together and that they maybe this has been like simmering for so long and that like they, it is so explosive and so public. And part of me is like, yeah, maybe it is just, it's been destined for them in such a, and they've been so careful and thoughtful because of all of their intertwining of lives and kids and all of it. And that they're like, it is the truest, just like joy, love, passion explosion. Yeah. I don't know. We, the only time will tell, but I can, I can only be happy for someone who, if the greatest love of your life is Scott Disick and he was just being his worst version of himself for the majority of your relationship. And that included him being an active addict uh, of, of drugs and alcohol. Uh, um, uh, 
ch- cheating where people know about it. It's a storyline on your show. Mm. While you're pregnant, if that's the the greatest love of your life, and then on top of that, you're in a family where people say to your face, no one cares if you're here. Mm. You're the least interesting to look at. And everyone else in the world jumps in on the conversation to have all that in your, not only in your history, but like on your heart, then to have a man or any partner to say, I've wanted you for so long. I'm obsessed with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll do anything for you. You know, Mm -hmm. like that, it, it, I mean, I, that's cause for celebration, even if it is not long-term. No, but it is like you enjoy it and he has she should enjoy it. And it's like he is a grown man. He has his life together. He has his own money. He needs nothing from her. If anything, their partnership sort of like is at odds with his realm, you know, in terms of the image he's curated. And it's so it's like what freedom that must be. She and he is sort of separate from their world in a way, yeah. but but there's obviously like an intertwining. It's so joyful. It really makes me happy and terrified. <laughs> yes, but I the, love it. The thing is about, and I think as a society, it would be nice to start uh, thinking about love in terms of like, it doesn't have to last forever for it to be real. Yeah. I you think know? that that's really important in that like, especially truly the more and more people I've known who also like end relationships or get divorces, like it doesn't mean that it was regret or does, or that it shouldn't happen. I think that there's a very healthy way to look at, it's really lovely when relationships can stand, you know, stand the test of time. And also there is something to be said for like what you gained, what you learned about yourself and what you need moving forward. You know, some relationships are all in all like bad and people would do better to not have had them. Mm -hmm. But when it's not that, when it's just like, Oh, this wasn't what I thought it was in the end. It's like, well, maybe just couldn't sustain it, you know? Yeah. And I think in the case of Courtney, like she would never have regretted or take back her relationship with Scott. And I think it served an incredible purpose. And like, she's, they have three kids out of it together. I mean, like, so to me, this is all very like, you know, it just feels very nice. Makes me very happy. Of course, his ex, Shanna, could not not be in the mix. Ugh. She got, um, you know, it's always a little curious to me when she got the paparazzi found her, who knows, at LAX uh, boarding a flight and asked her, you know. Big in she- demand person like that lady. <laughs> I'm like, hmm. Oh, yeah. They probably camped out for days just oh, to see I can't this lady. They grabbed her. And she was, they asked her about, um about his tattoo uh and she said welcome to the club <gasps> and uh, oh what it's, a bitch. it's a great little it. it's a little it's a great little um interview uh as she's like you know she's being pretty candid it kind of made me like her because she's definitely it's what i would do if i was the ex-wife and then she's the paparazzi asks do you think that um she should get do you think courtney should get his name tattooed and she's like yeah do it i did and she holds her wrist up <gasps> and he i goes, love it and he goes, oh, but it looks really faded. And she's like, yeah, I'm in the process of getting it lasered off. But ah! she should go for it. <laughs> it's pretty great. I Shanna, love that. I love it. You get to. And like, it's not mean. She's not being mean. It's truly like, yeah, man, have at it. Yeah. 
Yeah, tattoos fade and <laughs> they get covered have, up. Have a ball, man. Honestly, <laughs> it means nothing for him to get a tattoo. Like I know. He's fully fully sleeved, fully covered. Yes. But it, it would be pretty wild if Courtney did. Uh, but I love no. that baby ex-wife when she holds it and she shows her little faded Travis and it's like, yeah, ma'am, welcome. <laughs> welcome, welcome to, to the club. I remember it well. Uh. Uh, <laughs> well, I hope she doesn't get a tattoo because like Kim said famously, you don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley. Oh, classic. Just an iconic. Uh what would we do? She's well, going to be like those Marilyn Monroe quotes, you know, when you're like, if yes. you can't, the ones that are not correctly attributed, where it's like, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, I hope there's more steaminess to report next week. I have a feeling there will be, but they are at, a, it, it will be very hard to maintain this like full boil. Like this is a raging boil. Yeah get we're getting burned um i mean however i will say this that if chris and Corey can make that steam last so long then i believe there could be more for courtney we may be looking at courtney's fourth child coming in soon coming in hot i mean we're the aforementioned horny summer is already barreling down the road at us so okay but (laughs) we have to take a turn i'll take a cold shower no um we have to take a turn to discuss i think a sad story um i think this this is a heartbreaking story and it's twisty and turny so we gotta get give it some time but basically i'll do my best it's but basically as i understood as i understood this story we knew the family was celebrating easter um, out in Palm Springs, everyone was out there last weekend. They were posting photos. Everyone's by the pool. And supposedly, I, I first saw the story on Not Skinny, Not Fat, and she was talking about it. And um, I will say, was- I think the timeline of this, let's just say that before I knew about this story, Jess, yeah, I sent you Chloe's Instagram of her in the purple bikini. Yes. And I said, this is concerning because she looked so thin that just felt like not only did she look so thin, but she like clearly is very proud. Like you could see a lot of bones in her body and that that's like what she wanted to portray. So that's where we started before we heard about the story. I think that's where we were like, yeah, whoa, whoa. And she was posting a fair amount of like, kind of there was already yeah like an uptick of like like a really, lot of ribs a lot really of ribs bikini bikini um pics and so, so then there was a thing where people were saying that they were that people had shared a photo that supposedly went up on MJ's Instagram which is private which is private somebody got it and it was being shared on celebrity sites, on gossip sites, and that everyone then started to share that they were getting DMs from Tracy Romulus, mm-hmm. PR, the, the PR person for the family, also a very close family friend. And they were, the, it, I truly had to piece it together from like a Reddit thread. It was like a very confusing thing where people were being politely asked in actually a very funny way hey babe hey babe hey babe would you mind actually taking that photo down um 
it actually was stolen and and it's so funny because they also like claimed that that was the photoshopped one that it was like photoshopped to make and we should say the picture is chloe's in like a cheetah print bikini she looks great she looks like herself anyone would be ecstatic (laughs) and like like she like yeah are there like slight shadows that there might be a a hint of unevenness over her body like a like a woman who is over the age of 19 might have especially after children yes yeah uh, maybe the hint that like yeah this body is not animated it's but she looks so Great. Also, very, 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 very unbelievable, impossibly thin still. Still so thin, completely flat stomach. And it it's, I think, already that's why. unrealistic. It's an yes. unrealistic goal. She, and, it, and I think that's why this became such a kind of like storm of a thing because I think every woman, every person like looks at that photo and it's like, especially if you followed this family and it's really. The idea that there would be an issue with that photo is so heartbreaking because she looks so much like her actual self as we all know and love her versus the photos of herself that she posts. And it's also an incredibly like positive body image, you know, like it's not like it's just really a standard societally accepted beauty, even for Hollywood. It is the epitome of what people expect a woman's bodies which is not fair for the rest of the world but exactly and it's like a very you know that is it's a high standard and so the photo people were asked to take it down everybody was trying to scrub this image from the internet which of course only made people talk about it more it was the whole is it's an interesting story of mishandling because it ended up making it much a much bigger deal and everybody wanted to see the photo and so there was a reddit thread that i read everyone was talking about it on twitter on like these gossip sites to which then the saddest part of this is then chloe herself goes on a live she does a live on instagram she puts up a post with kim with kim yeah i didn't watch the live but she puts the caption says p.s yes i did a live to show you all this isn't photoshopped it's she films a video of herself in her bathroom like showing off her body then she does this live with Kim where she's showing off her body, taking off her sweatshirt, turning around, showing. The undressing part is so <sighs> weird. Also, I have to say, I don't care, but her abs are painted onto her stomach and it's obvious they are. It's like- just so intense. And so, so then she writes this. Hey, guys. This is me in my body, unretouched and unfiltered. The photo that was posted this week is beautiful, but as someone who has struggled with body image her whole life, when someone takes a photo of you that isn't flattering in bad lighting or doesn't capture your body the way it is after working so hard to get to this point and then shares it to the world, you should have every right to ask for it to not be shared, regardless of who you are. In truth, the pressure, constant ridicule, and judgment my entire life to be perfect and to meet other standards of how I should look has been too much to bear. Quote, Chloe is the fat sister. Chloe is the ugly sister. Her dad must not be her real dad because she looks so different. The only way she could have lost that much weight is from surgery. Should I go on? 
Oh, but who cares how she feels because she grew up in a life of privilege. She is also on a reality show, so she signed up for all of this. I'm, of course, not asking for sympathy, but I'm asking to be acknowledged for being human. I'm not perfect, but I promise you that I try every day to live my life as honestly as possible and with empathy and kindness. It doesn't mean that I have not made mistakes, but I'm not going to lie. It's almost unbearable trying to live up to the impossible standards that the public have all set for me. For over a decade now in photos, every single flaw and imperfection has been microanalyzed and made fun of to the smallest detail, and I'm reminded of them every day by the world. And when I take that take that criticism to use it as motivation to get myself in the best shape of my life and to even help others (laughs) with the same struggles. I am told I couldn't have done it through hard work and I must have paid for it all. Sorry, I'm almost done. This is really a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. You never quite get used to being judged and pulled apart and told how unattractive one is. But I will say, if you hear anything enough, then you start to believe it. This is an example of how I've been conditioned to feel that I am not beautiful enough just being me. I love a good filter, good lighting, and an edit here and there. The same way I throw on some makeup, get my nails done, or wear a pair of heels to present myself to the world the way I want to be seen. And it's exactly what I will continue to do unapologetically. My body, my image, and how I choose to look and what I want to share is my choice it's not for anyone to decide or judge what is acceptable or not anymore well then why did you write that why did you that if why is it not just the last sentence then because here's the thing i don't think people were making fun of this photo they were like how refreshing that was the idea how refreshing the opposite everybody was like there you are yes beautiful we love this show us more it was not It was, and if anything, it was like, oh man, what a bummer that we're so obviously fed this really crazed looking version of her all the time, you know? You know, I just finished reading, um, oh shit, now I'm not going to be able to think of it, uh, that Aubrey Gordon book. I think it's like, what, what, what we're really talking about when we don't talk about fat? Hold on, let me just find it so I know Mm. the fucking title because it's really insightful. It's like, what we don't talk about when we talk about fat and Mm. in it she's also great i've talked about her before she's yr fat friend like your fat friend on twitter yes yes um and she is you know uh really moving the needle on like what we think about fatness and body acceptance and she is sort of like not for body positivity she's more about body neutrality because here's the thing Like, we're talking about your body because you are showing us your body and you created these impossible, you and your sisters created this current, now you're not the first people to do it, but you're currently the leading, the leaders (laughs) of the pack when it comes to what the whole world is saying our bodies are supposed to look like. Absolutely. And you have enhanced your body. You haven't just worked out to get it. You've paid people money to make your body look differently, which is you can do that. But then to say, like, how dare people accuse me of using of faking it when you know you have faked it? Yes. When you have faked it and you're trying to then again sell us the poison that everyone can look like you if only they work hard enough, if only they their morality is poured into their workouts and their diet regimen, if yes. only like, but that's the thing. It's like you did this. You're lying to our faces about it and yeah. you shouldn't have to do it. You shouldn't have to and we shouldn't have to. You can't sit in a house built and paid for by it and scream from the rooftops about it 
and expect pity or that the public would be confused and weirded out by by your response to it your she sits they all do they sit in mansions built and paid for by their body their image like the desirability that they've they've created for what they've poured money into and they've turned around and done a really the Chris Jenner m miracle is that they then have turned that around and marketed it so successfully and become unfathomably rich of course it's a bummer that in as famous women they are microanalyzed and picked apart but look <laughs> to your point they are not going out of their way to stop that conversation. They are not hiding their bodies. They also, are not, there's no neutrality to going be on. mad that someone showed a picture of you that looks, you know, like I said, impossibly thin already. And then what you'd rather us look like is your fucking rib cage sticking out of your like torso. That's what you think we should believe is good. That's yeah. fucked up, dude. That's very fucked up. Yeah. You are fucked up. You need intense help. That yeah. somewhat the idea that you could have any fat on your body at all is so disgusting, especially as a fat woman. That you that picture makes you so upset that you talked about even like having no self worth. Like, so what if you look like me for a fucking day? Yeah. Should I feel the pain that you feel when someone thinks you might be, I don't know, imperfect in any way? Fuck you. It's yeah. in a, and people are like, it's not about you. Guess what? It's always about us. It's yeah. always about bodies bigger than yours. When you're talking shit about your own body or how yeah. someone calls, you fat like as if fat is the worst fucking thing you could be get a fucking life yeah. stop being a part of the oppression yeah it's okay to just have a body and you don't talk about people's health in that way because you don't fucking know i don't think she's healthier today than she was 20 pounds ago i don't believe <laughs> no. it but it's it, it's it is yeah i mean you said it it is so this this like post to me is the heart of everything that is like like the brutality of self-imposed hatred yeah like and it is so this is the saddest it's post. sad like the po the video showing her abs it's like needing us so needing so desperately to show us and be right and to scream to her, her how many followers does chloe have she has 136 million followers needing to scream to us. I'm thin. I'm thin. You're wrong. I'm thin is like the grossest, saddest. It's like not it's it's wrong, and, but it is heartbreaking. Like I yeah. saw I was like, and this is the point. They sit in mansions and they have so much. And there is this family has built the most aspirational industry in the world. And it was such for me, actually a clarifying reminder of their deep, deep unwellness and sadness yes. and how much money cannot truly, the oldest adage in the book, how much money they have and how unhappy, like that is an unhappy woman's heart that yes. was like, who put that post up, who does not believe she's worthy because it's so fucked up. It's and one look, of the more fucked up things that has ever happened in the history of this family. I gotta be honest. And to go back to it, it's like, especially because people weren't, ridiculing her no. about this picture no that's so it's not like chloe got fed up of being made fun of no chloe like is so 
just has such a distorted view of what she's supposed to be that she we saw her snap and we saw Kim support her. We saw Kylie support it. Kylie was like, yes, queen, like whatever. Like we saw them all say, absolutely. Body dysmorphia is something that we Ugh. are not trying to, uh, we're not trying to avoid or get rid of it. It's like a, you watch the Demi doc. Did you finish the I final? I haven't finished. Well, I'm going to spoil it, a yeah. little bit of it because you know that she is like still drinking and oh smoking yeah, this weed. like California sober thing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So red flag city, red flag city, because you know she Demi Lovato almost died from a heroin overdose um, from smoking heroin. So in the doc, she's like, "Well, I am not sober. I I am drinking. I'm drinking occasionally, and I am smoking marijuana." And then the woman sobs about the idea of her not being able to partake in these things. So and sad. I want to say to like very close to Chloe, like if you were sobbing or screaming into the void, I am okay. And my body is good and I can drink. And I, I want, it's like, something's wrong then like something's really wrong Yeah. because guess what? Like I, you know, like <laughs> loving your body is like, I can't even imagine to be like, yes, love it. Mm, mm, mm. Have never had it in a day in my life. But I'm learning to like just live with it and to be like, all right, look, you are not worth your body. That's that's yes. not it's not your worth. To, separ to separate it, which is something we have never, especially as women, we're not taught. That is literally not taught to us. No. You know, that you are separate. Your worth is separate from the skin you live in. Also, look what they did to poor Rob. Rob's just coming out of his shell. And he and he's like, wait, men aren't supposed to even care. When he met Corey, he's like, oh, no one says anything about Corey's pear shape. Yes. <laughs> Except for Marcy and Jess. Like, <laughs> like, you know, but he's like, yes, I can exist outside of my house. Because that's the alternative for Courtney or for Chloe. Yeah. Is that she becomes a hermit because of what, what God, what if someone thought something about my body? It's like you can't stop the outside world, but you can stop it on your side and it ain't going to happen to you. Go get some deep help. And to your point, the part I mean, this post broke my heart for how yes. miserable it made me realize she actually has to be how much she truly does not believe her own worth, which is not super surprising, but it was such clear evidence. And then to your point though, uh, you scroll through and it's Ariana Grande, Malika, all their people, Khadijah, all these celebrities. Yes. Yes. You're perfect. Love you. Yes. Kendall. Yes. You're my queen. Perfect. Perfect. And it's like, no, everybody should be, everyone should have been like, take this down. Like, let's get you some help. This is not, this is an unwell yeah. thing yeah. to have. All of your friends should have been like, the other picture looks great, Chloe. Yes. Yes. And it's like, her mom, Chris, has this long, 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 thank you for teaching the rest of us to be kind and to not judge. It's like, that's not what she's saying. The only good she's thing. She's saying judge this one, not that yes, one. Yes. Yes. Judge this body. Yes. That's the thing that like the only good things that I think has come from this is that most people understand like, no, dude, that's not the point. You are missing <laughs> it. You're missing the fucking point. It's like that Kim post from a few weeks ago when she was pregnant. People called her fat. It's like, ah, we're so close to the point, guys. We're so close to the point that like 
it's mean, but also we have to stop villainizing fatness. Yeah. Because I'm not a bad person because I'm a fat person. I'm not a bad, lazy person because I'm a fat person. I don't hate myself because I'm a fat person. I don't have bad health because I'm a fat person. Like, I'm a fat person and I exist. And all of those other things, like, are not going to... I'm not attaching. I'm not letting myself attach it. So I'm not letting these people attach it. But every time they say it, that's what they're trying to reinforce. That's why I get so passionate about it. Oh, my God. I'm so grateful that, that you do because it is the... It is the inherent like cruelty of of those of these moves that they make, and that it is, and that they are so blind to. I feel you know that they don't. It's the, violent. It, yeah, it's so it is. It is shrouded in all of this other garbage, and so it, I think cutting through it is so important. That it's like, hey, so you're actually being very insulting. Hey, this is actually or dangerous. Like really, You're actually being dangerous. It's really, 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 really wrong. It's yeah. wrong. And it's like that they don't. And, 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 you know, that's the stuff I'm always ready to admit about this family, you know, cause there were a lot of tweets for the Jamila of it all who we, we never dive into. Like, that's the heart of it is that like, I believe of course, I believe this family has singularly done a, a significant amount of damage to so many women and so many people's self-esteem and views of, of, and they are responsible for that, you know. And I do wish there was a, so much more um, responsibility. It's uh, just crazy that they can like have article after article written about cultural appropriation, not say a goddamn word, and then you have a, a picture where you're like, "Oh, is my stomach not flat enough? Let me write a bunch of." It's like that's nuts. You are she nuts. went on a live she, when I was like, "Wait, you did what? You you went on live." And showed your abs around. You and took then your wrote, shirt off for people. And then you wrote like a big, sad, really weird rambling I mean, essay. What do we expect when there was a fucking episode in like season seven about Kim getting her butt, uh, getting her, her <laughs> butt X-rayed? Because I guess we were too stupid to know they don't just slip in like, like inserting your bra into a butt, like. <laughs> It's, it's like, just sick. I just would love so badly for, yeah, for, the, you know, and by the way, the last thing I'll say about this is like, everyone has a right, you know, in the same way as like the fappening and stuff. Like, I believe, you know, these celebrities, like they get to also just decide if they yeah. don't want images out there. Like they don't have to, it's not just because an image was taken that I believe I get access to it. I think it's shitty that somebody stole a photo that was like a family moment that like she didn't want shared with the world, but that's not what she's saying. She's yes. not saying that's what pissed me the fuck off too, is it's like, you're not saying, Hey, that was a, that was not a picture I intended people to see. I was, because you can, I think it was interesting about the photo is that she has like a very hanging out with your family smile. Like yeah. we all know that feeling of like, oh, I'm, I'm smiling for my grandma. And like, it's fine in my book for her to say like, Oh, I just was not expecting that to be out in the world. Yeah. But that's not the that's not the reasoning she gave us. She said, My body, I didn't like my body in that photo, and it's not fair. And I didn't want people to see that body. Also, that body is a lie. That body doesn't exist. This body yeah. is the real body. This like, is the real. It's like, 
bitch. And also, everyone <laughs> can get everything they want done. Everyone can look how they want to look. But when you lie and make money off of it and damage people, it's like, all right, fuck off, you know? Well, that's what I think everybody, that's like the deep feeling is it's like, no, you're mad. This isn't a sob story. You're mad because you've built an industry and a business around that body being true. And you're scared with what happens if we see that potentially it's not. Yeah. And that's really – that's about money and your business. That's not about being bullied, you yeah. know? Anyways, I could talk about this for truly forever. I know. It, like, fires me up. Again, everyone can do what they want with their bodies. That's but, the whole point. But then – but just – Yes. It's so crazy that this is the thing you decided to, like, take to the gram about. I just – I love – that's kind of, I think, the thing that I feel betrayed by in this way where it's like I love this idea. I love – plasticky crazy go nuts like obviously they've done so much i do i celebrate it and that's also what like, makes dolly parton so iconic that's is what that i mean she's like, like she's like of course these are my breasts i paid for them like that's yeah jane fonda's like hell yeah i'm on my fucking sixth facelift look at this bitch i look amazing like and it's not about that and they also i also don't expect celebrities to have to talk about it but i think creating the lie of it and and asking for tears over it is like it's just it's yes and it's conflating ghastly. multiple issues it's like yeah. yes people were mean to you un, un un unfairly mean to you in the past it doesn't mean that you're like i changed acknowledge it it's like whoa 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 sicko 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 I mean, we should have known when the woman made a show called revenge body that yes. it was d- as deep-seated as it fucking gets look there's a reason why that was just like a sally jeffy jesse raphael like segment in the 90s and it ceased <laughs> to exist because it's fucked up we talked about this a whole lot whole lot so okay what okay. is the most interesting other news that we got coming up um i think that the two i think that a couple quick ones which uh-huh. i think we can breeze through i think there's not a lot more to celebrate in the, in this regard but kim is officially a billionaire Woo-hoo. um so good for her we don't we're not in the business of i think for this very same thing we're talking about uh celebrating billionaires too hard um yeah but yeah she's worth a billion dollars up from 780 million thanks let me tell to- you what, if, if i were worth a billion dollars i wouldn't tell nobody me either that's my secret it's like when you win the lottery you know when people win the lottery and they do it anonymously like they yes you don't do the photo op thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's just like you want people to come storm your house they absolutely will Mm -hmm. but yeah largely that's from skims and kkw beauty um and yeah so she's a billionaire good for her and she will be divorcing uh, Kanye, another billionaire, soon. But in the meantime, I did think this was interesting. For, do you remember, like, for a long, long time, he's had this, like, yeah. documentary guy. It's why we have the him. Taylor footage, because he's yes. been documenting everything for 20 years. Good memory. So for 20 years, he's had a documentarian follow him around, and that has finally been put together in a documentary that will uh, that will be on Netflix later this year. It sounds like so. The price tag was 30 million that that Netflix paid for it. Um, oh, it's going to be actually a multi part series available in 2022. Um, 
And honestly, who knows? How, I think it doesn't say anything in terms of like how much Kim or the family or any of is that. But um, I'm I, I'm excited for that. I'm very curious. That's pretty amazing to have 20 years. Of- so he has he got paid how many million for it? Let's see. 30 million was the price tag. Okay, okay. I'm going to lowball it and say like minimum he paid someone like seventy five thousand dollars a year. Yeah. Times 20. So, okay, he's still making good, but I'm there's no way he spent under under two to three million dollars oh. just to have it filmed. Oh my god, to have a full time documentarian for twenty years—it's the most Kanye thing in the world. I like, I, I love it. I think yeah. it's fascinating. Also, it's like it's a real like. Oh, if we could only go back in time to the people who are like, you can't be with Kim because she's a reality star. To yeah. know that he was doing it before she was doing it. Yes. It's incredible. It's the most self-centered, egomaniacal. It's perfect. It's just he so perfectly on brand. Put his money on red early. He yeah. said, "Before I even start this journey, I think I need to document it because I'm about to be one of the most brilliant artists of our time." Can you imagine the confidence? I mean, it's something that only could be described as a mental illness to be that <laughs> to love yourself and believe in yourself that much. It could only be. It's like the opposite of Chloe. <laughs> it really is. It's like a perfect polarity. <sighs> but I can't wait to watch it. I'm like I. You could never say that that man is is not fascinating oh my god yeah Uh, and i think the same way i am so excited to see post kanye kim Mm -hmm. i am very very excited to see what post kim kanye is like and what kind of art he makes and what there's a chance it could be like all evangelical and then like yeah. kind of not as fun to consume yeah. for us but I know it's like I, it could go in a kind of a variety of directions and I'm like very supposedly I saw on not like a verified thing but I think on like Dumois or something that he also will have music coming out like later this year too but we'll, we'll see um speaking of I think this will be the last piece of news um so they were live tweeting the episode on Thursday, as the family often does. And somebody tweeted, I still can't believe this is the last season of Keeping Up With. I don't know what I'm, I don't know what I'm a do, cry face, at Kim Kardashian at the heart. She responded, we won't be gone long. Our new show on Hulu will be coming after the final season. Wow. Vague enough that we don't know what we still don't know what the show is and it's our show so that means it's a collaboration so it's not just a kim show yeah i think we thought they might splinter off but it seems like no no not yet so who knows all i know is (laughs) i i will be watching it and i'm already annoyed by it (laughs) same so weird to be like Okay, see you there. <laughs> I hope it's like Kim is getting, I hope it is like, yeah, Kim's getting her groove back. Kind of, I want some Danny Bonaducci jump out of a car. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm very, very curious what they're, they're doing a good job of keeping me guessing. Like, there is so little information. There's been no like, but, you know, there's hasn't been paparazzi photos of them like out shooting. It's also been quarantine. So and we know it's like I, I don't know what we'd be seeing uh, other than just a continuation under a yeah. different name. 
yeah, I don't know. I, I guess I'm curious just because, like, what will it be? Also, I had a thought that maybe this whole Chloe thing was also just PR because, like, when have we ever talked about her this much? I guess all the time. Know, it's funny. She don't want to be good. famous. She doesn't know that she doesn't want to be famous, but I she know. doesn't want to be famous. It's so true. She falls in that category of a person who I feel like just would be so happy if she moved away, just closed yeah. up shop on all of it. And, like, yeah. You know, she just cash really out wants, now. She wants kids and a husband and she just wants like, I don't think she wants to, any of it. I think. Yeah. She, cash think on she, your chips. Get a good like like asset manager. Make your money on top of your money and just get out of the game. Ugh, I wish her the I wish her the best. I wish um, her a therapist. The last thing I want to say is that Caitlyn Jenner is talking oh, about running yeah. for governor. She has been talking with people who ran Trump's campaign. Get the Shh. fuck out of here, Because Caitlin. we're having a recall possibly soon of our, our Gavin Newsom, our governor, who we thought was very good about a year ago. And then slowly over the year, we've been like, wait, do you suck really bad? I so, know. I don't want to admit it because I'm like, I, it's uncool to be like pro Newsom, but I I'm like, oh, I, I really mean, won. it's sort of like being like someone talks shit about Joe Biden. You're like, yeah, that's yeah. why we didn't want him. But we got him and we're happy for it. You know, it's, it's also like, like it's also that thing where I'm like, well, yeah, but it's also like the worst job, <laughs> you know, like it's a bad it's like such a bad job to have. And it's like he just so obviously as with all of these, you know, like we, we want to do the job for a little bit. And you, even if you really, really care you th- are trying to get somewhere else, you know? He yes. just wanted to be governor for a little bit so he can go be president by the yes. time he's 50. He has a whole plan, obviously. Let Same me with tell like- you, I don't want to vote for him for president. I don't want him to be president. <laughs> I know. But I mean, if, you know, we're facing, if there's a face-off between someone much worse than him, I guess I'll vote for him. Ugh, but so damn. far, it doesn't seem like there's not a strong Democratic uh, uh competitor what you call opponent yeah entering into the race so we have people like caitlin jenner just talking to campaign managers who you know are some of the highest uh, uh, uh i guess the most respected in the gop now yeah. interestingly enough the last recall california had we did also then elect a reality star after yeah this I remember so Oh, not well. reality star. Sorry. I mean, did did Arnold I mean, ever movie do reality? Star. Movie star. Um, but I don't know that Arnold did reality. No, he but hasn't. He, but a, a movie star, yes. But <laughs> a yes, celebrity. Uh, I remember very well. I was in college, and it was – I didn't know that you could, like, recall the governor. It was so weird. Uh, they, got, they recalled Governor Gray Davis. Um, and then, yeah, then we made uh, Arnold – the governor and it was so like the whole thing was so crazy that it's like it it's i remember it not sounding real and then by the way arnold was great <laughs> i mean like, you know i loved when arnold was our governor no i thought one's... it was like so california and funny and cool and like it, he didn't do a bad job as i re- as i recall here's but... the thing no one's all good though that, that's that's the problem is that no one's gonna no we're never gonna like there's no perfect person yeah. uh and if you think there is, then you're fucking dumb, dumb. Sorry, I called you out, dumb, dumb. No one's dumb, perfect. Dumb. That's just how it works. That's how bodies work, Chloe. And that's how people work, dumb, dumb. Sorry. I mean, look, I guess there could be worse people than Caitlin, but. Uh. Um, not a lot, though. 
<laughs> we just also know that she's like politically a dumbass and supported Trump and like, ugh, I just hate it. But she you was know, like best of luck. trans and also anti-trans for a while. I know. Too. And everyone, it was like, we were all like, hey, so, hey, hang on. <laughs> <laughs> I think you are, you're going like, to need to move I'm, a little left. I'm still I'm still dumb here. And we were all like, well, yeah, but now you can't be. <laughs> She's like, watch me. <laughs> watch me go. Um, okay. That <sighs> seems like the biggest news that's that we got. I, I think that's a good news dump. Let's take a little break. Yes. What interferes with your happiness? Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? You guys know Jessica and I talk all the time about our therapist and how much we love her and how important mental health is to us. That's why we're excited to talk about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Connect in a safe and private online environment that's so convenient. You can start communicating with your therapist in under 24 hours. Now, BetterHelp is not self-help. It's professional counseling. So that means you can send a message to your counselor at any time and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. And this is all without having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which is really important right now because we cannot be leaving to go to a waiting room. No, thank you. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if you need. Plus, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. One of the best things now that everyone's telecommuting is that this service is available for clients worldwide and there's a broad range of expertise which maybe you don't have available in your area. And these are licensed therapists, professional counselors, and they're specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBTQA matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. You guys should really try out BetterHelp. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can go check out their site. They have new testimonials posted daily so you can see what other people are saying about BetterHelp. Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It is professional counseling. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener of Cardishonate, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash Cardishonate. Join over the 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Cardishonate. We are back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We're back. We really talked about that other bullshit for a long time, huh? But now we're talking about this new bullshit. (laughs) We got new bullshit. Look, this family, they don't make it easy, okay? We look, we're we would just be having a Sunday otherwise. This family is putting us through the ringer. Yeah, what would I I would just uh clean up the blood on my porch from some mysterious animal. Oh my god, Marcy. I kinda hosed down my porch this morning. Oh my god, what happened? I don't know. I like <laughs> I like I like lied a bit in my tweet. I said I woke up to blood, but I actually like last night when I was going to bed, I look out the window because you know I'm feeding animals. I shouldn't. It's bad. Yes. Um, but it's because I I'm trying to feed these cats that like we had 
like one I had neutered, the other one we couldn't trap, but but also like attracts a bunch of other critters. So I, someone had knocked over a bowl and then I was like, oh, and I went out there to go pick it over, pick it up. And I was like, oh, there's blood everywhere. There's just blood everywhere. But it wasn't broken. And then I was like, oh, I'm not dealing with this. Good. And I took the bowl and I threw the whole bowl away. Oh my and then God. was like, I'll deal with that tomorrow. You know, yesterday night, no, two nights ago, Tim saw coyotes on Franklin. I've seen them on our street for sure. Yeah. I was like, they're not usually uh down quite down here but maybe maybe somebody got chomped oh steps. well it, no i think what happened was someone was bleeding and they're like i gotta get a snack because <laughs> that's where the blood was the blood was like in the food and stuff oh my god because when i woke up and i was like oh no one ate the food that was spilled everywhere i was like oh because it's it's got a bunch of bloods I blood, see. So I had to hose it all down. Oh no! <laughs> Honestly, the God bless. The food. God bless those other animals who were smart enough to be like, "I'm not eating that possum blood. Gross." <laughs> Do you think I want whatever kind of diseases those things carry? No, because I'm a forager doesn't mean I deserve a bowl of blood food. Yeah. What is this? <laughs> the the golden child? I I, I I I want the knife. No. <laughs> deep cut. Deep well, cut. All right. So we've now got, this family. So now this family. We've um, got some hijinks, man. Yes. It's a hijinky week. And that's fine. Um, you sound tired, though. You sound exhausted. But it's, is I it mean, because we've already talked for an hour and we screamed about Chloe so long? I pre- yeah, I think Chloe took it out of me. And yeah. I turned on them. And now I'm like, these fucking assholes. I mean... Of- but well, it's it'll be good. Once we get into it, it's always good. Yeah. So season 20, episode four, new friends and the bunker <laughs> <laughs> and the bunker. OK, so we got a kind of funny cold open, though. Yeah. We have a bunch. Of, we got Kendall and Fi's dogs. What one, one bigger than the next? Uh, yeah. That's a just, big, those are both bigger dogs to me. And then one of them is very big. Yeah. Yeah. They have the Kendall's dog is the black Doberman and Fi's dog is this big old spot at Great Dane. That's what it is. OK. Yeah. Great Danes are just cuties. I think they're cute. They're big dogs are all scary to me, but I'm they have done nothing wrong. They're just scary. Those are big like Great Danes look so wild to me. I can't believe people can own them. It's you know, crazy. it's funny because they're good city dogs like for New Yorkers because they're lazy. Really? They're lazy. Oh, that's they're, that's very interesting. Their bodies are just so big. They're like, I can barely keep this thing going. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> going to sit that's on That's very couch. funny. Actually, there is a guy that I work with in New York. And he has a Great Dane always sleeping in the background mm-hmm. on his couch. It's and a good I'm city always dog. like, what? How does that guy have? Okay. Well, you've explained it. Okay. So these dogs are running them up. Kim is clearly feeling like Jess and she's afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, she's like, please, I will rehome all the dogs that ever <laughs> set foot on this show. <laughs> so they put the dogs in a, one of the many rooms in this Malibu home. <sighs> and the, and, the dogs lock themselves in somehow and Kendall blames Pyro. And I said, how dare she? She didn't see. She doesn't know she what dog. Why assume it had to be her dog? No. How dare she leave that special little Doberman alone? He's the only yeah. thing keeping you alive. Come on. <laughs> 
No, this was very, it felt like they really caught like an actually crazy moment that, that occurred. Kim looks so worried about it too. She's Kim like, was <gasps> making me laugh so hard. What are we going to do? But she won't put her beverage down. And she's like walking around, just it put herself right in the mix, just got up and what are we going to do? You guys though, what are we going to do? <laughs> and like, and it felt very genuine. Cause I was like, guys, you have security all over the place. Any one of them can take the door off the hinge. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a, just a very solvable problem. And I love <laughs> Loved how immediately it was like, well, they're going to die, I guess. And it was like, Kim, <laughs> relax. It's not like a toddler's in the room. They'll just lay right, on the right. floor. <laughs> They'll be fine. They're Worst just- case, someone poops, but like that's probably yeah. not going to happen. They're in a room. They're in a locked room. They're not on the street. They're not in the water. It's like, it was very funny. What are we going to do? <laughs> <laughs> and then our most athletic sister says, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'm uh, going to one, crawl over a moat. Yeah, a, a moat full of koi. <laughs> and I'm gonna crawl through not even a standard window, a very slim window. And I very. was built for all of this. It will be no problem. I shall make it look easy as one, <laughs> two, three. Literally, no one else in the world could do this the way I can do this so easily. <laughs> just a little svelte, little seal. Long, long legs. <sighs> like it's amazing. I would fall into the koi pond. She literally <laughs> just like tiptoed over it she made it look so easy she held on to the roof (laughs) kim's like do you want me to push you just i love kim needing to be in the mix so uh, uh, are you got it Uh, uh, that's me always in that kind of situation just like i'm a part of it but i what do i do it's because she felt guilty because she's the reason why they put the dogs in the room because she freaked out about the dogs (laughs) (laughs) so she's like oh "Oh, no um all right so we have three storylines after the mm-hmm. that riveting cold open which honestly i guess we loved because we yeah, talked about it for a we while we loved it um so we have uh addison ray why is she here we have <laughs> mj has a birthday uh. and then we have uh oh uh do we need to live in a bunker <laughs> <laughs> such strange storylines um but, luckily none of these intersect so we could pick whoever yeah. we want to start with i think we knock out uh let's knock out mj let's knock that old bitch out so <laughs> <laughs> chris is pretending to play the piano when she calls her mommy which is like very childlike to me. Yes, very cute, very yeah. cute. Oh uh, yeah, we get a little MJ call, and uh, we haven't seen a lot of MJ this season. Well, um, obviously, got to be kept in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, and so she is turning eighty sixth. Yes. Her eighty sixth birthday is coming up, and she tells Chris she wants to do, she intends to do what she does every year, which is so MJ that she goes to uh, the La Valencia Hotel, which I've seen and is gorgeous. It's in La Jolla. We know, you know, MJ was famously the queen of La Jolla mm-hmm. before Chris carted her up to Calabasas and locked her away in a condo. <sighs> um, and, <laughs> and then she was the queen of La Jolla, and she intends to do what she does every year, which is have a lunch at the she hotel. Her girl party, she called her it. girl party. And Chris, uh, Chris goes, hmm. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, and basically puts the kibosh on it and says, I just, I think it's risky. I don't think it's a good idea. And, you know, it isn't a good idea to be out in public, to be at a restaurant, to be seeing those other women that she don't know, she doesn't know necessarily. And MJ pushes back a little and is like, well, but we could get, you know, tested basically. And Chris is like, hell to the no. 
Yeah, I love that MJ says, well, yes, it is always in the back of everyone's mind. I was like, MJ, for you, it should be in the front of your mind. <laughs> yes, MJ, you you are not, you, this isn't the back, this is not a light concept as unless, it relates to your life. Yeah. Unless you're saying, hey, come what may, I really couldn't care less. I don't, right. But I don't think that's what she's saying. No. Uh, <laughs> and then... Chris says, why didn't you let me learn piano? Why didn't I take piano lessons? And MJ said, you weren't very agreeable when you were small. <laughs> I, I love it. We get some really good MJ uh, in this episode. Then we've got uh, Courtney. She she gives her grandma a call um, and she, they're chatting. And it's I actually just liked this in, in terms of just seeing grown women talking to their grandma. You know, it's very cute. <sighs> Sorry, uh, my cat. I, there's a bird feeder outside, and my cat just slammed into the window. Oh no! He, he wanted to catch a bird, and guess what, guys? I I just live in the in the animal kingdom over here. <laughs> See, you have a whole nature show happening outside. I feel <laughs> so. Yes, so Courtney, Courtney. MJ tells Courtney, "Well, I wanted to do my girls' party, but your mean mom told me I can't." And Courtney's like, "Hmm." Well, I think she's wrong. I think there is a way to do it. Yeah. And she said, look, if for no other reason than because you could die, you should live your life the way you want. Because let's face it, MJ, your expiration date is coming up. It's around the corner. <laughs> you got to live while the living is good. And she said, and in fact, if mom says no, I'll sneak you there by myself because there's nothing I like better than being the worst member of this family. <laughs> I love that they like tasked it to Courtney. So then they have, we have this lunch, a lot of lunches always happening outside at this Malibu home. But this cameo, I'm living cameo. for it. Two cameos. It's, it's a wonderful camp. First, I, in my notes, Rob! Exclamation mark. Yes, he got Rob sighting. Blessing And us. what is he trying to get North to eat? I, I didn't write it down. He said, you didn't eat any of those chicken nuggets, North. Yes. And North replies, I'm a partial pescatarian. As she's walking away. Uh, I'm a partial uh, pescatarian. I, just an iconic exit. Iconic. Partial pescatarian. We are not even ready for I, when the, with these kids really land. I don't know which way she's partial. Is she... Only, is she like vegan but sometimes eats fish or is she eating a pescatarian who sometimes eats other things I wish I knew it's I, mysterious and it's so telling it's so telling for a, for a child that small to say pescatarian oh I loved it it's great <laughs> so then they get they all get to chatting about MJ and okay they, they really do want to celebrate her they're going to yes. do something and they decide, you know, she, and it's really sweet. Uh, Chris is reminiscing about, you know, how MJ used to also love going to the Hotel Coronado, a hotel I've been to, um, mm -hmm. which is on the island of Coronado off um, San Diego and is incredible. And that MJ used to go with uh, Chris's dad and that they loved this musician who performed there. And so she, Chris is, has a big surprise that she's going to bring. <laughs> they're going to have the birthday party in Malibu also, and they're going to bring this musician as a surprise. He played at Papa's memorial. <laughs> yes, that's right. 
that's a fun reminder on your birthday. The musician the guy who played. We had at your father's <laughs> funeral. We're going to get him for your birthday. And then, <laughs> you know, if we, well, we got a package deal because we also paid for the, you know what? Never mind. We'll just do the birthday. Never mind. That's never mind. It was a good deal. Else. We got a good deal. That's all you need to know. Oh, and uh, then Rob says, uh, so Chris is like, any other ideas? And Rob's like, you can get her a guy for the night. Think she'd like that. <laughs> and they're like, Rob. And he's like, why are you laughing? I'm not joking. Let's get her a gigolo. Let's do this. <laughs> Rob, let's get her a guy made me. I was like, get it that's thoughtful honestly See, that's that's very thoughtful the woman probably has not had had sex in a very long time look and she can do whatever she wants with him she doesn't have to like yes, it could you know. just be companionship absolutely rob being thoughtful i loved it. i thought it was a i thought it was a standout suggestion destigmatize then, sex work guys i loved it then we get to the birthday and apparently the theme is hats <laughs> <laughs> and red handkerchiefs so they all have these red handkerchiefs mask and they've set up a rapid test clinic a which full is clinic really great because there's plenty of people who weren't able to get any tests at all good use of resources always <laughs> mj uh, is very excited by this musician's name is rick ross <laughs> i know very funny <laughs> She, I love Rick Ross. She has a friend named Marcy. Oh, that was noted. Very exciting for I me. was very excited about. I was like, let let me see more Marcy. I, she gets a Marcy. I get a Marcy. That's Everybody fun. Everybody needs a Marcy. I couldn't agree more. Now it they're was, like they're like hooting and hollering for this musician, and it's so cute. They're like, we sound like a bunch of groupies. Well, we are. <laughs> oh my god! It was they like were genuinely having a great time. Yes. And Chris is like, I'm just so happy MJ gets to live in this second because she forgot the word for a moment. I think. <laughs> yes. Yes. Live in this second. <laughs> it's and very then, sweet. Then did you hear the MJ quote? No. What was the quote? She said. How wonderful life is when you're in this world. Oh, yeah. You know that. <laughs> Elton John. Yes. Yes. It's a little uh, bit funny. Yeah. I hope that pianist had just played that song. Yes. It would be very strange to just try to pass that off as like a nor your own quote. Inside. I guess it's just, yeah. You know how wonderful this life is when you're in this world. It's kind of a circle of life thing. Yes. No. <laughs> and then if we get a little, uh, <laughs> Kim's like, MJ, open your card. <gasps> I got you a Toto toilet. <laughs> She's so proud of herself. Now, what is a Toto toilet? It is I guess a, like a fancy high tech toilet. Very fancy bidet toilet that oh. not just washes, then also dries and it's got like heated seats it's like oh. i didn't even know what it was when my sister got one and she's like oh, i got a toto toilet and i was like i don't know what that is um <laughs> so i then had to find out what a toto toilet is this is very very kim very fun gift and just a really nice birthday and they basically mj is like this is such a happy day Chris does what she does at every gathering, which is give the toast and cry in front of everybody. But it turns out everybody was in the mood to cry. MJ gets a little misty. It's always tough in those moments, too. I, my my grandparents were not around and then passed away when I was young. And so I'm like, I've never experienced that feeling of like, it's so crazy. They're having such a nice time. 
and I'm sure it's also the intensity of of COVID, but there is this really weird feeling where I'm like, are they all crying also? Because they're all thinking like, this could be the last birthday. Like every <laughs> birthday there is just this like, oh God, I hope we get another. Like, could be. Sadness. Could be, yeah. um, but anyways. It's very funny when my, uh, when my dad's parents died first, when we were like, my, my dad's mom died when I was very young and then my dad's dad died when I was like in college. But then, like, my mom's dad didn't die till like, like, seven years later or eight years later. And I was, like, shocked that he could die. Yeah. That it was a possibility that that man who was, like, such a big part of all of our yeah, lives. Yeah, I've heard you talk about he feels like he was really, like, this kind of iconic. Yeah, it was just like, whoa, what? It would be, it, yeah, it would be, like, when you hear that Chris Jenner's gone. You're yeah. like, wait, I didn't think that was possible for the person in charge of all of us to be gone. Right, they're the boss, though. It's the boss. Who's going to boss us around now? All right, let's talk about Bunker Gate. <laughs> Kim wants a bunker. This actually is one of the wildest concocted storylines. I c- c- kudos to them for what happened and what they did with it. <laughs> I see how they got there. I could <laughs> see how too. this was already going to be its own thing. And then they got like, oh, this is perfect. This makes sense. So Kim gets a call from Chebin, a.k.a. Food God. God is credited his lower third now as Food God because it is his actual legal now, name. Someone should call him Food God then, I think, verbally. I know. It annoys me because um, we're we're being forced to. Yes. But he will always be Chebin in our hearts. Yes. So he's freaking out. He was just robbed. A gun was held to his mother's freaking head. He's talking so fast. Kim cannot understand him. She's like, did you call the cops? He's like, of course I called the cops. (laughs) I love this. He yells at her so hard. (laughs) Like, He's so upset. You know he's upset. Also, I loved it's like. We've always wondered so much about the dynamics of this friendship. A, there was, I thought it was really like, it was special to see that, that, that they really are that close and that she really would be someone he would call in that moment. Cause the, there's just so few people for anybody that they would call in that moment, you know, yeah. and that he has no problem yelling at her. <laughs> oh yes. And that she was like, she was so calm that she was like, you're safe. You're like, cause yeah. once she found out the cops were there, she was like, you're okay. Like, Mm -hmm. take it down. Basically, she was, like, not saying, you're being a drama queen. She's like, take it down a notch. It's fine. But, hey, yeah, there's, you know, who who could know more than her? (gasps) Also, to say, like, uh, to be like, where did it happen? He said, New Jersey. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it happened the whole state. He's out of his mind. He's really shaken up. And so it clearly was real. It felt like that call was not faked. As well, often we remember it was real. Yeah. We covered yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> and so then she says, in an absolute power move that I love, she says, come to LA. Mm-hmm. Come here. I'll fly it you doesn't, there. Well, just come to LA. So next thing we've got, um, they're all hanging out at the Malibu house. I and- love this, though, because Courtney's like, where's that dog from? She's never <laughs> noticed Kendall's dog before. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog was here the whole time and then kim is like Ugh, i cannot deal with those balls i would die <laughs> the chuffa at the top of the scene was perfection yes it's a really good one <laughs> and then we got food god himself he's he just like that got on the jet came out everyone's really happy to see him and basically much like kim got to do after her robbery he just gets to tell everybody what happened 
They, he had gone to, uh, they have an Americana, it sounds like, out in it's Long Island. It's a beautiful Island. mall. You'd love it. It's like, it's a great place just to go and hang. Oh my God. He's so he's... worried we're going to judge him for going to a mall. He's like, so I went shopping. It's just gorgeous place. And then it's he's gorgeous. like, so then we went back to mom's neighborhood. And this is very nice, like nice homes. Like, <laughs> so sad how much he is like he's so aware that we're gonna be like what you went to a mall and then your mom's house ew how poor of you so funny to me i did not understand exactly like what he because it sounds like i didn't really follow it very well Well, how he described what happened yes it sounded like a guy was like hey man so he parked his car at his mother's house and they're like walking and a guy says hey man what time it is because Chevin has this giant Rolex on his watch mm-hmm. and he's like I don't know guy and then someone pulls a gun out on his mother and then another person steals like just rips the watch off and yeah. it's and then then that was it and then so he it. called okay. he called cops he called Kim Kim said come to LA he said mom I know you were the person who actually had a gun <laughs> held to your head but I have to take care of myself in this moment I'm going to LA <laughs> and he's like you know what she's really handling it better than I am and I don't imagine she is I bet she I bet she was <laughs> sobbing as he left and he was like no I get a storyline and they and his mom said right and I I'm deeply traumatized and he's like no I get to fly on the jet and I'm gonna get a storyline now though and you don't like, understand mom <laughs> <laughs> so chloe's like what's the plan now are you gonna have full-time security and she, he's like yeah she's like oh that's so annoying <laughs> look i'm not laughing as we know i was no. held at gunpoint too it's no, traumatic no. it really is like deeply deeply affecting uh <sighs> and it pops up in weird ways later but the way they're speaking about this, oh, oh that's so annoying. They really are downplaying. They're like giving him the like compassionate yeah. ear, but they're also like, all right, no one really cares. Yeah, okay. Sounds like it. Anyways, so we now we have a storyline. Bye. Then, <laughs> so then we suddenly, the gear shift here is so crazy. We've got Chloe and Kim are on a Zoom call. Well, wait, this, this, this this does it actually did come up in the scene so like oh did it yeah maybe so, i like, missed it kim is like getting like hearing cheb and talk about his robbery it starts like tricking her and yeah. then scott is like whispering to her in the scene he's like you know because i think scott is very sensitive to the fact that like yeah. this is and he's like asking her he's like having a side conversation under the yes, yes, conversation yes. and even mason is like what happened and she's like i'll tell you about it someday so like yeah. this has brought that up for her yes, yes yes you're right so then based off of that we've got chloe and kim talking to a real character right Ron! Ron the Bunker Man. I mean, I wish we had more time with Ron. This was a wild scene. Honestly, I think this could have been a bigger B. It could have been a meteor B. Yes! Ron is wearing a big old Obama shirt. He wants everyone to know that even though he sells bunkers, he is a liberal. Yes, man. I am not one of these. Uh, I'm not, I'm not QAnon. Into- yeah. I'm not in- I'm just, it ain't me, bud. It ain't <sighs> me, Obama. <laughs> basically, the logic thread is that this triggered Kim thinking about the craziness of the world, the craziness she's endured, and what 
all has happened in 2020. And what about looking into survival options Mm -hmm. that the world may go awry, hell in a handbasket? What are she and the family going to do? And they find this guy, Ron, who who I was going to look up on YouTube. Sounds like he shows off his bunkers on YouTube. Yeah. Well, these things are underground and built to withstand everything. And he's even sold one. He said he sold one that day for 40 people. I was like, what are we talking about? I mean, I can't even imagine. I had no idea. There are, I mean, especially during the early days of the pandemic, like all these you know, doomsday preppers. That's, yes. that was, it like was a big uptick. And then, you know, during the horrible like storms in Texas, the winter storms there, people were tweeting, this guy was tweeting about his brother. He, who has hidden guns and money all over his property. And now his power is out. And he's like, he wasn't planning for this. <laughs> he's got beans buried underground. He has no idea where they are. He cannot <laughs> get them. The ground is frozen. Oh, um, no. But I love Ron. They love Ron. Ron they- was like, Chloe, I met you 10 years ago, which was when she was married to Lamar at a Lakers mm. game. And she was like, well, that's why I didn't recognize you then. You're so much ha- more handsome now. Uh, and he's like, oh, I had 7% body fat. She's like, Ron, you better work. And he's like <laughs> joking about him taking off his shirt. <laughs> the, I immediately wanted Chloe and Ron to be a couple. I was like, well, yes, please. I don't know that Ron is into Chloe's. <laughs> I just like I think that's why they got en- along so well, because this was not as a straight uh, man. <laughs> the energy between them was this was a solid, solid vibe uh, together. Bring him um, back. Bring him back. We um, love him. So then they're going to go tour this bunker. It's in an undisclosed location. I believe it's in Lancaster. It's what it looks like, right? Yeah, it looks like desert. That bleak high desert. Yep. Uh, and and Kim's like, yeah, because you never know. We could really need them in these times of yeah. 2020. She's being so cagey because I was like, something else is happening that she's tiptoeing around. Yeah. I think that was like the missing narrative piece for me. You know, yeah. it was like the robbery triggers like the fear of the unknown and there's a pandemic, but it was like, but what are we envisioning? Like yes. as far, what are you seeing that I'm not yes. seeing? You know, like that was the part that I kind of was waiting for her to say, you know, yeah. yeah. even if it was like wildfires or something, you know, it was just sort of like just very loosely talking about like ne- the need for this. Yeah. It but was almost then- like they got the audio just for safety. Yeah. This bunker scene you know, I should have hated it, and it was just so silly. Oh. I have not seen them having so so much fun doing absolutely nothing. They get all the way out to this bunker. It's just like a tube. <laughs> Here, I thought we were going to be in this ex- this expansive underground city, like he was describing. We get this hot tube, and ooh. Marcy, watching our girls work for their money in this episode, in this scene, I was Ugh. like, this is, this is, they're earning their paycheck today. I it loved is, it. <laughs> it when, I'm telling you. When the alarm goes off, you can tell it really takes them by surprise. Kim, <laughs> yeah. Kim run, says, screams, run! <laughs> and you see, like, cameramen and producers, like, being like, what the fuck? And, like, they it's run like into a- it's like a full air siren is going. Yeah. Like the big and, like Wah. And Chloe, they run inside and they shut it and Kim's screaming closer. Are you okay? She's like, I am. I'm fine. 
fine. <laughs> and then Chloe's like, well, I left all the food out there. And <laughs> so, so funny. This like big, heavy bunker door. And then there's like no plan. Like it was very funny too, because unless I missed it, I just was under the impression they wanted to see the bunker. And then I realized, oh no, they're going to like, there's no clear amount of time that they have told me that they're staying in this bunker. But that is suddenly the exercise is that it is a trial run. And Kim is taking it very, very seriously. Chloe is more along for the ride. And Kim is just honestly having a blast she eats a weird pouch of food <laughs> yeah <laughs> like survival also food. that looks like kind of a cute apartment for yeah it's just sort of like a little like a strange little apartment it had like desk. marble countertops <laughs> like yeah, gra- I mean, a granite made- yeah ron made it cute for them it also there is the heat is rising it goes from nine it's like 86 degrees then it's 92 degrees it gets all the way up to 105 degrees for these women and their makeup on Ooh, i felt for them and chloe is like doing exercises while this is all happening it's so then kim has brought her law books Because, you know, after society falls, there's going to be lawyers who are going to put the new society's laws in place. So there you go. So Kim is like reading her law books aloud, which is just like this is just becomes like a personal hell for Chloe. I feel like I can't imagine. And and then Chloe's like, okay, look, do you really want this to be your reality? Like that you live out the rest of your days in this little bunker, making sure your kids aren't eating each other, which made me LOL. (laughs) She also you correctly used the word schwitzing, which I loved. She's like, does this TV even work? And I was like, that's a good question, guys. Because if society falls, what happens to television? Oh, my God, please. I can't even imagine it not. There will be no reason to live. If TV doesn't work in the the apocalypse, I put it on record. Take me out. I I don't want to stick around. I mean, that was Chloe's point. It's like... Like, are you sure you want to stay in this little thing? And then it's 105 degrees and Kim's like, oh. mm, I love it. I could just take a little nap right now. <laughs> this is it's such a very goofy little time lapsey footage. It's very funny. So three hours supposedly pass and then boom, they're off. They are out so fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, look, I don't think this is going to work. If She's like, this is not how I want to, to survive. So... I don't think this is like the plan for us. And I have news for Kim. If things go sideways, money's not going to work on the other side. You know what I'm saying? And I'm Mm -hmm. literally coming for you. (laughs) Personally, (laughs) me, I'm coming for you. We will happily break into Hidden Hills. I know exactly how to get there. (laughs) It is not a problem. I've done it before. If there's no money, your security ain't hanging out. No. What do you offer them? Like what? Ooh, that's a good movie, Marcy. Like that the society falls and we go for all of our, like we go to our celebrities and just, it's like a knocking on the door. (laughs) Yeah. Cause you're just like, what you, the only thing you have to offer is maybe like food and shelter. Like at a certain point, you're like, what, what do you think is going to get you going? Like, yeah. Um, now there was a little dovetail with the MJ stuff here. And 
Kim at MJ's party is talking about how she's learned a lot from MJ and Kim is, you know, talking about how she has her own anxiety, but she doesn't want to be an anxious person. So she wants to be more like MJ because she still believes that anxiety is a matter of will and brain power. Isn't that just the rub The they just, I mean, we could, we've said it many times. It's really hit the nail on the head. This family's understanding of, mental health, the term, the weight, the clumsiness with which they throw this stuff around. I don't want to be anxious. Yeah. Guess what, Kim? Neither do I. And my Lexapro would, I don't would love to not have that, but guess what? That's not how we solve these things by just, it's a willpower thing. And it's like, Kim, fine, have it your way. Be, be like MJ. But yeah, she basically is like, I just want to take it a day at a time. Great. Good for you. <laughs> I love how long this episode is going to be, Jess. It's going to be. No, we're, we've had some long ones, too. Like, we're on we're on a streak. Yeah. So, if well, you're still listening, uh, hi. Hi. <laughs> now we're getting to the good one, though. And this is yes. Addison Ray. Who is she? Why is she? So, Who is she? Why is she? Courtney loves sleepovers. We have Courtney, Natalie, Sarah Howard, and Addison Ray. Now, Sarah Howard is... Um, I know it's not my business, but she is concerning me. She's very frail. She's very frail and often sort of like jumping around and screaming and yelling and and has like a, is sort of a, a jangly presence. Something's (laughs) up. It's just something, something is concerning me with her, you know? Yes. I'm with you. Chris is leaving it, but Corey's staying. What the fuck? This is one of the weirdest hangs. And I forget, you know, the thing that's so weird is that Corey is their age. Yes. Corey's younger than Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. It's so weird. And it's like, so, but because I had the same thing of like, why is the, why is dad staying? (laughs) It's like, stepdaddy's staying here. He's the same age. And Courtney's like, I love having sleepovers. It's almost like time doesn't exist. Like being in the moment. It's like, yeah, because you like don't, you pretend like you take care of your kids and kids are your life, but like you literally like leave them with other people. Yeah, you're just like getting to do a thing that other adults your age don't get to do ever. Yeah. Like, that's really fun. No, agreed. Yeah. That's, that sounds really fun. And not only that, are you not taking care of your children, but you're stealing their idols to be your friends? <laughs> it's so weird. This is one of the weirder. So then they like have this sort of strange goof around of like seven minutes in heaven and who's going to go with I think whom? they don't understand what seven minutes in heaven I, is okay, supposed Marcy, to be. Thank you. I was like, do they think spin the bottle is what is this game they think they're playing? Also, like their closets are the size of like living rooms. So they're going to spend seven minutes in a giant closet with all the lights on and just hanging out because it was like, I'll do seven minutes in heaven, but only if you do it. So like it's Sarah and Harry Hudson and then Courtney and Addison, it made no sense to me. It made no... Okay, thank you. I was so confused. But I think it's meant to just be like, look how young and carefree Courtney is with Addison and crew. And she and then they're, then we see Addison and Courtney jump into the pool holding hands together. Yes. They're, they're just free spirits together. And we did find out that the reason they met is because she was a world-renowned TikToker, then she laughs at it. So she doesn't respect Addison. No. So just know that. Courtney Kardashian, who literally has nothing if not a reality show... 
<laughs> laughed at the fact that she was like a world-renowned TikToker. Uh, she's so openly dismissive. It's so crazy. So that's how they met because she did like a poosh workout video. That's right. It was a workout bit. That's right. So then they're like hanging out the pool and they're like, Addison, dance for us. And she gets out and she starts writhing around on the ledge of the pool. And yep. then Courtney starts dancing to the WAP video. Like to yeah, the WAP, the WAP dance. Uh, and then they run into the ocean holding hands with Corey. I was like, I, I couldn't, I couldn't make heads or tails of what I was watching. I was I, like, I, it just was so bizarre. I don't yeah. know why. Just that that crew and Corey being a part of it is so weird. What so a weird. weird. Unless he was there to just like make sure everyone was okay, or I don't yeah. know. I'm telling yeah. you, everyone's worried about Sarah, and Corey was there to take her to the hospital so if I her heart stopped. Right. I think you're right. Uh, I'll so take it. The next scene, we have Courtney playing with her children, um, Mason and Addison. <laughs> Addison is, and she's like taunting Mason, like, "Can you do what Addison's doing?" Because Addison's doing like a walk over on the trampoline, just like Kylie, but younger. Um, oh my god! Remember last Kylie. week when Kylie did it? Yes, this trampoline is getting a lot. I mean, this house is getting so much use it's really wild yeah Full so studio <laughs> while they're playing then the adults have a conversation <laughs> chloe malika <laughs> and scott it's so funny this like vibe of yeah like literally you can hear the like giggling of the kids one of which is a 40 year old 42 year old woman and then <laughs> the adults being like they're like so yeah and they're all tiptoeing around like this deal and they're basically like well yeah i mean we really want the old courtney back i mean and this is her i've never seen her smile this much yeah malika's like it seems healthy <laughs> yeah, chloe's <laughs> like last year she was really fragile and scott's like yeah it's a hell of a lot better than it was and also the weird moment when scott sat right on chloe too mm -hmm. was very strange She's like, can you please get off of my asshole? I think it made his, <laughs> it hurt his feelings. He wanted to sit on her asshole. He um, always does. So Malika's like, I mean, I guess if having a younger friend is like the way to go. Maybe I need a younger friend. I thought I needed a younger boyfriend. And then Scott goes, I did have a 21 year old girlfriend. And then <laughs> everyone just paused. <laughs> it just like record scratch. God, it was funny though. I thought it was a great joke. Like, well, I did it. We're like, no, Scott. No, we no. hate. We don't like that, Scott. It's nasty. No, we we don't approve of it. <laughs> this next scene really got me, Jess. This is one of the weirder. Again, we're outside having lunch. Under it's Addison and Courtney. Chloe arrives, and it seems Courtney's very happy to see her. She says, oh, my God, my favorite person in the world. But... That's not really the vibe. Oh, it makes me think that they almost have like an inside joke about Chloe, about how much they don't like Chloe. Yes. It felt mean girling. Yeah. It's like your person in the world. And she's like, well, she's just saying that because like it's too soon for her to say that about me. But, you know, I'm not in front of other people. And it's like Addison, chill out. And Addison is like such a kiss ass. Like, I know. Such a hardcore kiss ass. Everything Courtney says, she's like, oh. I truly, in my notes, was like, I need this woman to stop laughing. She's a very, she's young. She gets a pass. She's a beautiful young girl who I'm sure has been told she can do no wrong. But I was like, I'm going to need you to tamp it down, ma'am. Well, she's just <laughs> trying to make, she she knows how to earn her money. So she's yes. like, this is very important for me. So 
Chloe's like making jokes. She's like, did you know Suzanne Summers is around here? Maybe you should like go to the beach and like use your thigh master. And Courtney is not acknowledging her at all. At all. And that Chloe's like, oh, this is uh, weird. And Adam's Addison's like, I feel like I can read your mind right now. It's like, she's like thinking about the bigger picture. She's so fucking rude. What are we talking about even? It's what like, are we talking about? What is this language that they're speaking? It is like they've decided that like Courtney is just like so much deeper than her sisters and they probably laugh and giggle about it all the time about how stupid her sisters are and like how they're just like so dumb and then here she comes talking about fucking thigh masters and I'm ignoring it and Addison's like I know exactly what you're thinking Courtney. Exactly. It's so I felt so bad for Chloe. I was like ooh. This is an unwelcoming vibe. Not at all. But, you know, I did love it that later she got her just desserts. Uh, also, Chloe makes a joke about the chef fattening her up. I was like, cool, Chloe, you suck in every way. Yep. Uh, <laughs> 100%. So the next thing we have Kim, Chloe, and Mason. Kim is like tapping on her teeth. I just assumed she must have had them whitened and they hurt. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same. It was very funny. Like, Meh. She's also a little peek behind the curtain uh-huh. where she's talking about pa- the spacing out of posts uh, yeah. on her Instagram. And I loved hearing her be like, I have one that's like two that are almost uh, almost at four million likes. And I was like, it's so, of course, you yes. have to be if you're them. But you never hear them actually talk about it like openly being and she- like. The way Chloe wanting likes, like, is that just a mic? She's like, yeah, she's like a drop it and done, like one and done, like drop it, like. And Chloe's like, well, maybe it'll bring more people to the other. It's like so weird. Weird. It's very weird hearing you never hear them talk about like their strategy or thoughts on what. Which of course they put. Who wouldn't if you had two hundred million followers? But I mean, it's not by accident they are who they are, right? Right. Exactly. It's like no, no, no. This is very thoughtfully done. No, uh, the way Kim like just brings this topic up to Mason is so funny, Jess. <laughs> She's like, Mason, can I tell you something? Don't ever do this to a family member. <laughs> so I called your mom. <laughs> your mom, I hate her. So here's what she did. <laughs> oh my God, to shit talk. To shit talk to someone's child, their parent. It's very funny. It's a very funny So move. funny. So I guess Kim called Courtney and like needed to talk to her about something. And Courtney was like, she thought Courtney was listening. And then Courtney's like, you know what? I need to let you go because Addison's here and I can't really talk. But she didn't hang up the phone. And she's like, ugh. It's my sister. Just like, ugh. <laughs> And that's why I think that she and Addison have the we're more important to them because Kim called about something I think is dumb, you know? Yes, I think you're right. I think (sighs) you're exactly right. It's a very funny story, though. Oh, my God. I don't know if Mason quite gets all the nuance of it, but. Yes. So basically, that's how Kim tries to be like, so, you know, so don't be like that. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. She was like, is this a joke? Is this really happening? (laughs) It is like like my worst nightmare and so like comical. Oh my god, it would I would be crushed. How many times have you been like talking shit about someone, then you pick up your phone just to make sure it isn't calling the person? Oh my god, it's uh, it is a nightmare, and for another time, not to share on the pod, I'll tell you it happened to me once, and it is the worst thing. It called 
like and a person hurt me. See, that's the thing that you I always think could happen. Yes. Um, it happened. And it is it's horrible. So it's a, a reminder to try to not talk shit and be Ugh, like it just that pit in your stomach. Horrible. Oh my gosh. Horrible. I, I once when I lived in a women's dormitory, like when I moved to New York, I lived in like a weird like boarding house. And all the doors had like these little vents because there was no like AC. So they just had vents into the hallway. And me and this woman, London, who was like from Louisiana, but much older than me. I was her Addison Ray, And we were talking <laughs> shit about this like very perfect Barbie woman who's so nice, too, but very like so perfect that you're like, I don't buy it. Yeah. Like and so nice. You're like, mm, it can't be. We were talking shit about her, about like. And also my friend London at the time, very funny, but so mean. So mm. mean. Also, like she was like, I was 22 and she must have been like almost 40. So mm. like just like in a, you know, different stages yeah. in life. But like being like, let's girl talk. We were talking so much shit. And then we hear a knock on the door and it's the girl sobbing. <laughs> no! <laughs> sobbing. She's like, I heard everything you said. She didn't live on our floor. And then oh, as soon as she, we God. like, as soon as How she did like, hear it just thin walls. No, she didn't live on our floor. She like was coming to like tell us something. <gasps> oh, so she was outside the door. Uh huh. Yes, and she I listened heard her name and, and listened. And so after she left, my friend Lynn was like, "What a bitch for listening to her." <laughs> <laughs> truly i've had so many moments where i'm like i'm the villain in the story aren't i <laughs> I'm, like the, I'm the bad guy <laughs> god that's funny what are you gonna uh, do sometimes you're the bad guy oh did you the bad guy did you catch this penelope burn no top of the next scene when they're just doing the little interstitial thing mm -hmm. so we have courtney addison they're like wearing those like dumb 70s glam like the scarves on the head and the sunglasses yeah. and penelope just says you look what she goes you really look that bad you really look that bad <laughs> penelope or maybe she said you just really look bad you really look bad <laughs> you really look bad look bad <laughs> but it's very funny because what i took from that even though it was just like a little moment is that like the kids are feeling jealous. Yeah. I mean, what a weird thing for them to get their heads around, you yeah. know? This, I mean, like, strange dynamic. Penelope already told us she wants to live with Chloe. Yeah. And then and mom's got like a new over there. Yeah. Mom's got this new child who's hanging out and she loves this new child. Can you imagine? And it, and I'm sure, especially since we know Courtney is a very strict mom, I'm mm -hmm. sure it's like, oh, she's got a new kid and she like lets her do everything. Yeah, she can have <laughs> acrylics and I can't. <laughs> so then we've got, um, it's now time to grill Addison. So it's lunch again outside at the, the old Malibu table. And we learned that they invited Addison over and they did not invite Courtney. And it's, they are at first sort of nice, normal questions about where you're from, when did you move here? And then they get a little goofy. Now, Jess, the, the, the nail thing got me. Oh, yeah. What was this exchange? So, Kim, so someone's like tells Addison, I like those nails. 
And Kim says, I'm surprised Courtney doesn't have nails just like yours. And Addison says, well, <gasps> she's getting her nails done tomorrow. And Chris goes, oh, just like yours? And Adam, Addison goes, no. Should she? And Kim goes, no. <laughs> Bitch. I love Kim like being like, you're about to see. like, Because I think Kim picked up on that. What Kim didn't say to Mason was, Courtney and Matt and Addison were making fun of me. They were yeah. talking shit about me. And yeah. so Kim's like, come to lunch. Yep. And it's not, she's not, ha I mean, say whatever they want. This family is not vibing with uh, Addison. Uh, uh, they are not into it. I think Kim's plan was like, let's make her miserable. Yeah. A hundred percent. I'm going to so put her in her place. As she should. You don't talk shit. That's that's. Uh, uh, don't bite the hand that feeds. Uh, Do not. Uh. Kim said, "Check, check, check yourself." How about that? So yeah, they're <laughs> interrogating her. It's all like nonsense questions, though, that yeah. don't really matter. And Kendall's mm -mm. like, "Oh my god, you're interrogating this poor girl who's so much younger than me." <laughs> <laughs> it's so crazy. And then. Uh, the, finally they, they start asking more directly about her relationship with Courtney. Yes. And they ask if they, if they were hooking up, if they hooked up and Addison's like so uncomfortable yes. and is like, we're not. And they're like, you can, and Scott's like, it's okay if you are. <laughs> oh yes. Scott's like, I mean, I could imagine how it might happen. Uh, I can see it and it's fine. Thought about it. I guess <laughs> it might be my dream come true. Uh, it's so funny too, because Addison gets so defensive that you're like, it is something a little more than friendship. Like maybe Absolutely. it's not like, maybe they're not having sex with each other, but like there is a crush element to it. She's like, yes. oh my God, no. And then Scott's or Kim goes, well, I only thought it for like two seconds. And Scott goes, well, I thought about it for four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we learn, at least according to Addison, that they're not a couple. Uh, and then in the next the next family hang, lunch. <laughs> another lunch outside. And we've got Courtney bringing up uh, to the to to the sisters is like, so why I heard you had this lunch that you did not invite me. And also Addison thought I was going to be there <laughs> and basically starts to try to explain herself, like what the deal is with her. Cause they're like, well, we just really want to understand, like you're really different around her. And we would love to have a little bit of like that sprinkling of that with us. Basically like you're nice to her and we want to know why. Yes. And we want you to be nice to us. And Courtney basically goes on sort of like, the most meaningless uh, explanation of like, when you choose to hang out with someone, you know, your energy is aligned. I have a young heart and an old soul and it's about vibes and energy. And basically there's no real answer other than, well, I heard an answer. Oh, what I you hear? I heard, um, that's how I always am. When I'm around mm. you, I don't act that way because you don't bring that out in me. But that's how mm. I wake up in the morning. And then when I get to choose, when I don't have to do this fucking show, when I can choose who I get to be around, I can be happy. That's what she said. That's a good read. I hear that now. Yeah. I to you're totally right. And But she wasn't trying to like come out and say that. But yeah. then we find, okay, so this is how they met. So Mason was obsessed with this guy, David Dobrik Dobrik yes and so Harry Hudson was friends with David 
And then David knew Addison. So then Addison, they're like, let's surprise Mason with a meeting. They hid Addison in a trunk. LOL. (laughs) But then I was like, who's this David Dobrik? And I did some investigation and he has recently had a really rough scandal where his friend was accused of some uh, assault, some very bad things in which uh, it seems as if David um, also maybe enabled slash coerced and supplied alcohol for people who were then taken advantage of and filmed oh. without consent. Uh, and so he was like making an apology video and he's like, you know, my last video, I think I didn't quite understand. And I've talked to people that helped me understand like what I wasn't getting about the whole thing. But then mm-hmm. he deleted all of his videos for the past year. He's a YouTuber, right? He's a YouTuber, and he's like a big, like pulling in like fifteen million dollars a year on YouTube. And YouTube, he lost all of his, um, he lost like all of his advertisers, and YouTube demonetized his platform too. Oh my God, he's so like out of business. I, it's serious allegations, uh, wow. and like maybe Courtney should not be like hanging around all these children with new money who Harry (laughs) Hudson is bringing in and like having these people like around her kids. I know it's so that's, I mean, it's just like, just because someone is rich doesn't make them good. And I think that's like, that's where she's like, well, he's also a rich person. So it's probably fine. Oh, 100%. And I, and that is 100% the gatekeeping of it. It's just like, are you on one side or are you not? And it feels safe because rich people there it's so exclusive and you encounter a lot of this uh, similar issues and mm-hmm. challenges and sure but it's like they don't they're not like you <laughs> celebrities um, they're not just like us so last scene we have courtney addison chloe kim and scott yeah addison and courtney are dressed alike in that outfit just really wants i love those outfits i know when you saw it we saw it the first time we were talking about it Oh, so sparkly. And the, I love them. Well, it's because the vibe for today is Disney princess. <laughs> like, what is this adult existence? I mean, uh, why not? Why not? I guess why not? Who should I care? Who, why so should I care? It's so funny, though, because Courtney's like, I'm learning a handshake with all these like TikTok moves. I was like, God, you sound so old. Oh, my God. I know. That's the funniest part is it's like. There just isn't a world to me where I can buy that Addison isn't looking at Courtney. If you are 20, a 42-year-old is like the same as a 50-year-old, as a 670-year-old. You know what I mean? Like there's just like – that's the piece about youth that's like very – like I was (laughs) telling my sister, like my niece was – my niece is 13 and she is very adult sounding and very mature, but she was talking about her aunt on her dad's side and her like 25th birthday. And I was like, well, on your dad's side, that sister's older than him. So she would be actually probably like in her mid forties. And she was like, yeah, whatever. Same. And I was like, not same. Not 25 same. and 45 are pretty far apart. But, and then I remembered, oh yeah, when you're 13, that those are just sounds. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You're like grown up, doesn't matter. Whatever. Old Whatever. grown up. All old. 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 You're like, it's, it, it, I'm sure there's just like, so if you're Addison Ray, I'm just like, what? Yeah. I'm sure she's having a blast, but I would, and Courtney is a youthful spirit, but I'm like, I don't know that she's like, yeah, she's exactly like me. We're you know? just alike. It's just like, no, Addison is probably a smart business person 
who knows to kiss your ass because you're good for her business. And it was. And it's how I learned who she was. Uh-huh. And from here, because this got a lot of headlines, these two being pals. And then she very quickly booked, they're doing a um, She's All That remake. Re- reboot with like the with gender swap, I believe. Yes. So I think it's a He's All That. And she booked the lead. And at the time, everybody was like, holy shit, because that's like a a TikToker who dances booking like the lead. That was like a coveted coveted role that went out to lots of actress, actresses, and she booked it. And now she's a pop star, and I saw her on Fallon the other night. Oh, everyone hated that. That really, like, that made the rounds people hating her for doing that Fallon stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She did that dance and didn't credit any of the original. It's not even that. She just is lame watching her do it. It's like you're. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure it wasn't her idea, but it just made her seem like such a dork. I just am not. It's such a generational thing. Like to me. And I see it, my niece, when she does her TikToks and they, it's like, that's how you do them. You do this like weird smiling thing while you do the dances, these like girls. And it's, it's just a form that I, there's a lot on TikTok I love, but those like pretty girls smiling and dancing thing Alone. is just like not, it's just not for me. I'm like, what am I looking at though? You know? That's the kind of person I would like egg if I were like driving. I would be smoking my clove cigarettes and be like, look at that fucking idiot. (laughs) It's so it's just strange because it very much seems like that's the popular girl vibe right now. And I'm like, it's just very dorky, I guess, to me, you know, it's very dorky. Give me my little goth queen, Billie Eilish any day. I had a dream about her last night. Oh, we love her. I love her. Gosh, we love her. So Tim saw Phineas in our neighborhood twice. I told you with Big the girlfriend exciting. that looks like Billy, huh? With the girlfriend who looks exactly like Billy. Weird. Um, so, but they all come around. So they say it's so I funny. loved, <laughs> I love it. Just go ahead. Go, 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 go. <laughs> this, we get Kim and Chloe in their confessionals being like, you know, actually we really like Addison. She's a great girl. It's She's very so genuine. Fun. Oh, they fucking hate the her. The words it's, they use, it's like reading body language. She's honestly an incredible girl. And I think when sometimes say honestly, that's a yeah. person saying like, I don't believe this. Nope, not. And it's intercut with footage of the of her, of them hanging out. And the body language is like, they cannot stand this girl. She is like, cackling laughing and they are sitting there like ice queens and then it's this oh this audio over of like oh now that i've gotten to know her she's really lovely and it was like you guys hate her and i get it i'm sure she's a nice very sweet young lady but not for me but for courtney it sounds like but yes honestly i think courtney dropped her (laughs) Yeah, I do feel like it was like, bye. Just that was it. And that's the end of another bulky, jam-packed 
to the gills episode i mean look at us we really not only was it long but we made it longer (laughs) we made it longer we're creeping up on maybe this becomes a two-hour show who's to say let's keep going until it is okay well we did it uh you know the drill we release new episodes every wednesday check out our website cardition subscribe to apple Podcasts. please rate and review check out our twitter instagram and email us at cardition at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening to Cardition It. Bye. Bye.